Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 162 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. We're kind of getting back to normal. I traveled last weekend, as you know. I traveled too. My wife and I went to Charleston, South Carolina and got a garden variety flight delay on the way back. Yeah. I mean, it's real, real, real normal. And normal also in Washington, D.C. is pretty much gridlock. <laughs> Before we started to the recorder today, you mentioned a vote that you were tracking and in Congress. And when you told me what it was a vote about, I thought, well, I don't know if that's really our bag. But that gridlock idea that you uh, told me about there is it fits with that theme. What was the vote that you were telling me about before we started recording? And why did it jump out at you as something important to pay attention to, Robert? There's a, a growing expectation that corporations report annually to their shareholders how they're doing on environmental, social, and governance policies. The House teed up a bill to drastically strengthen reporting requirements for corporations along those lines. And it it passed, but by one vote, 215 to 214. People focus on the Senate. They know it's 50-50, but not so much on the tight margins in the House. And the closer you get to the next election, the midterms, the harder it's going to be for some of those people who won tight races to cast tough votes. The reason that I think that's important is because it sets the table for pretty much everything that we talk about on this show. And you're right, it's not just the Senate, but um, it connects to a Senate vote that also happened last week, and that is the confirmation of Kieran Ahuja, to be the next director of the Office of Personnel Management. Now, she was confirmed only because Vice President Harris came and broke a 50-50 tie. And it strikes me that the same day that the Biden administration says, we're going to undertake this new initiative to bolster the uh, civil service, to bolster the civilian workforce, the career workforce in the federal government, they can't get any Republicans to vote in favor of the OPM director, not the most controversial office in the history of the federal government. I understand there was some controversy about the candidate. I don't know what to make of that. I don't follow that stuff. So I don't know what that controversy, uh, what to make of that controversy. But when you have those kinds of things, when when you have some of those members on the Republican side, in particular in the Senate, who are not necessarily beholden to leadership every single time, and you couldn't get one of them, I don't know what to think about the prospects for any kind of, of number one, change in the civil service that the administration wants to make, and two, what the hell does that mean for the budget? What does that mean for defense authorization and other agency authorization bills? I mean, it could be a really, really long summer. Uh, you know, I hate to equivocate on this, Francis, but <laughs> no, you don't. Um, no, you the, don't. The uh, you know, it seems to me the both votes we're talking about, ESG in the House, OPM director in the Senate, both those were impacted by the culture wars 
And I think to the extent discussion about management can avoid can avoid those kinds of things, you might actually get something done. I was talking with Senator Langford earlier this week, not to <laughs> drop her. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I just had a little cough there. <laughs> and I asked him, you know, what his priorities were on the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee. And he said uh, personnel reform was uh, a major focus of his, that emerging from the pandemic, learning what we've learned from remote work, uh, the, the fact that we might actually move a bunch of jobs outside the Beltway and make them available to more veterans, veteran spouses, disabled, uh, presents a real opportunity. And he's gotten to foster a good working relationship with Senator Cinema. And I think if you can carve out some management improvements that aren't wildly controversial, that don't touch on some of the hot-button culture issues that are getting everyone riled up, you might be able to get something done. But your larger point, that it's a very, very tight in the House and Senate, getting anything done is going to be real, real hard. The, the budget, the debt ceiling, oh, infrastructure. Oh, I forgot about the debt ceiling. Oh, geez. Yeah, all these things, they indicate it'll be a long, hot summer. Thank I, God the cicadas are gone. I thought this was going to be so much easier when the Budget Control Act expired and we didn't have to talk about sequestration anymore, and it just seems like it's just gotten worse. Um, and yes, I agree with you. Thank God the cicadas are gone. The bugs are driving me nuts. Um, so I don't have to listen to that racket anymore. What good does it do, though, to continue to pick around the edges of the personnel issues, though? I, I, I take your point about Senator Lankford, and he has cared about these things for a long time. But uh, to be honest with you, not a lot happened when he was chairman of that subcommittee, and now he's not the chairman of the subcommittee anymore. So he can have the agenda, whatever agenda he wants, and he's got 99 other people in that body that he's got to figure out how to get on board at least to some degree, um, and they're all going off in their own directions. So I wonder whether it makes sense to even try to undertake some type of massive change because there's lots of agreement that the federal personnel system needs to change and that's pretty much where the agreement ends how to change it we've been talking about this for at least 10 years and probably longer but i do think we've learned a lot during the pandemic i think the the economy is going to cause such labor shortages that the hiring process for example is going to need to be fixed and pam coleman the new head of the Office of Performance and Personnel Management at OMB has said that's a priority. They've got officials at each agency dedicated specifically to improving the hiring process. That's just one example where I think that's not controversial and the need is going to grow even greater. So uh, hope springs eternal. You know, you got to be hopeful to get out of bed in the morning. And, um, I, I don't think we give up. We take whatever progress, broad or incremental, that w- that we can get. Where would you start if you were in a position of authority, like you used to be? I mean, Pam Coleman holds your old job, so. 
Right. So that was a position of authority. Okay. Well, you had authority. You got a lot. That's there. so. I do think personnel reform, making it easier to recruit and retain people, should be a major priority, because the 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 competition for talent is fierce today, and it's going to grow worse. I also think if you look at the government emerging from a pandemic, its workforce is going to look vastly different. And the footprint of federal agencies is likewise going to have to change. So I and and there's savings to be gotten from a, a hard look at that. So I think that's that's a useful place to invest some time. All right. How much pushing do you think that takes, though? Because I mean, when you think about some of the other things that are on the agenda, how do you get that on the agenda too? I agree with you, but in the grand scheme of things, these aren't considered big. Okay. These aren't these aren't considered major policy changes. It's going to take leadership, persistence. You're going to have to overcome barrier after barrier on the path to enactment. But if someone's willing to in, invest in seeing all that through, you can envision it getting done. Again, I'm talking in a very hopeful, perhaps Pollyannish way. But you can slip things in, you know, ma- major reforms, Clinger Cohen, Government Performance and Results Act. Those were things that were created that were just stuffed into other larger measures that were moving. So that's what I would expect to happen here. Okay. I will continue to watch all that stuff throughout the month of July. I wish I had your optimism. I'll just say that. We, uh, we should probably set up another wager on something. Sure, I'll bet you on I'll I'll bet you on just about anything. We got to figure out what we're wagering on. All right, for a future episode. Yeah, one thing I'm wagering on is the fact that anybody that comes in the room that you're sitting in right now, you're in the office at Grant Thornton. Anybody that comes uh-huh. in that room and sees that big cutout that's behind your head is just going to go completely nuts. It's going to scare the hell out of them. It's this big it's- caricature of my head. It's iconic. We should no. have like a, bu- a bust of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Francis Rose. If by iconic you mean just enormous and uncomfortable, then yes. Bigger than life. It's, it is that. It's almost making me wish for the cow. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's quite that. It's just weird. It's weird to sit here and look at a big caricature of your own head. You can't win with you, Francis. You just can't win. Well, that may be the case. That may be the case. I don't know why you put up with me for 161 other episodes, but here we are. Because I couldn't imagine anything more fun than being with you every week. God bless you. Uh, I hope you have a great Independence Day holiday. We're going to do a quick pop-up next week and just uh, say hi to everybody. And uh, then the week after that, we'll be back at it, my friend. Get out and enjoy the summer. I plan on it. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>